Welcome to Upgrade Engines with Scott Wozniak, where we explore the tools and tactics that drive improvement. If you're hungry for more and better, if you want to move past hype and discuss how, you're in the right place. Change really is possible. Dreams can come true. It may take a while, but you can upgrade anything if you build the right engine. Wealth isn't money. Wealth is the ability to do what you want. It's interesting. My career, I work with high performance, and that goes along with a lot of high income folks, high net worth from professional athletes. I got some of my buddies who are currently ESPN folks who played pros in, in different leagues and top business line, multiple CEOs, billionaires kind of level. This is the world I play in, right? I play in high performance. And I say all that not to say I'm awesome. I, I actually grew up without it. Listen, I actually didn't grow up with much money. I had a phenomenal childhood with all the really important things. And I look back, actually, it's kind of remarkable what my parents were able to pull off in terms of getting me to do cool stuff, even though they didn't have exceptional levels of income. Half brag on my parents, but also just be real authentic. But like when we first started, they had to start from scratch. We lived in a house without air conditioning in South Florida until I was 10 years old. I mean, listen, if you have any disposable income, uh, you get air conditioning in South Florida, but we couldn't afford that yet. And so again, they did a ton with very little resources. Um, Now, I, I also happen to, among those many blessings, I got scholarship. This is a whole other side story, but I got a scholarship to go to one of the elite private schools in our area. And so most of my friends, there were a few other scholarship kids like me, but most of my friends, their families had a lot of money. And that, that juxtaposition, right? Like I don't have access to money, but these people do. Now let's look at our lives and figure this out. Wealth has been one of those things I've put maybe disproportionate amount of time trying to figure out. What is this thing? How do I get this? Because I wanted to do the cool stuff. And, and I've got studying and reading and thinking. And again, wealth's not money. There's a huge mistake here where we think, oh, I, I would do that if I had the money. And if only $10,000, I remember saying this in the early days when I was starting from scratch, my wife and I looked at each other and we had all these dreams and there were barely like $50 was a budget breaker. And we're like, oh, I can't afford that thing. It's $50. And so we wait and like barely trying to figure, we were both grad students, by the way, both uh, student loans, starting to have kids, just starting in our careers, trying to figure this thing out. And yeah, I, I remember saying, man, literally, man, we, we had some wealthy friends still, grew up with a lot of these folks. And it was just, I picked one or two of them at random. I was like, you know, they wouldn't even notice $10,000. And $10,000 would change my life. If we just had that money, so much would change. Now, I'm not saying I wouldn't have done some cool things with that $10,000, but increasingly I'm convinced wealth's not money. Wealth is the ability to do what you want. Now, listen, money is really useful for making it possible for you to do what you want. Some of the things you might want to do explicitly cost money. I mean, if you want to fly on a plane to another country, uh, go across the ocean to another continent, right? Um, I don't know a free, well, actually I say, I don't know. There are a couple of free ways to do it. You could get a job as a, maybe an airline attendant and then you get paid to travel internationally. But, but, but back to the point, yes, money makes it easier than having to get a job or do something. You throw a few thousand dollars and you can travel anywhere you want. 
But if you have to give up all your time to get that money, especially if you spend that time doing work that drains the life out of your soul, I would submit that you're actually less wealthy because of that that high-paying job. I know some folks that uh, went and spent a few years as a financial investment guy or gal in New York City, the Wall Street grind. And man, you can get paid a lot of money if you have the the chops and the resume and you can get that job. Um, that's a lot of money. But like they have a half joke, like, listen, if you don't come into work on Saturday, don't bother showing up with the rest of us on Sunday. Like, it's seven days a week, 12. I mean, a lot of these guys, especially your first few years, it's a full expectation that you will like sleep in the office. They, 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 they have a whole system for it with dry cleaning and showers and like, yeah, I mean, of course, what else? This is how the game is played. Now, if you love that work, if that's the kind of work you want to do, that's a great job. You're going to get highly paid to do challenging, interesting things. And the people in your office are the people you want to hang out with. I'm not saying the job's evil. Listen, I, I'm not opposed to long days. I have put in maybe more than my fair share of really long days doing really intense work. I love taking on a huge challenge. But if you don't want to do the work and you're doing all that to get the money, maybe, maybe. Listen, I'm all about this idea of uh, invest now and reap later, right? Harvest later. So maybe you say, okay, I'm going to do some hard work now and earn my way to a place where I can shift to what I'm doing. But but that's on path to what I want. But just chasing money because money will give me the freedom of the life I want. Maybe not. Listen, uh, wealth is not money. Wealth is the ability to do what you want. And some of the most fun things I got to do didn't require any money from me. And I don't just mean um, walks in the woods with my family. Yeah, I I mean, those are awesome. Um, i give you one fun thing we did with our kids. I actually took a box um, and put like firecrackers and candy in it. And then I went out to the woods near our house and I buried the box near kind of a distinctive three tree fall over. And then I made a little treasure map and then put it in the mail and said, kids, we got a treasure map and opened it. And they had to go run around and follow the clues and look at the little scribbled drawings for the, the landmarks. And it took me some time and a piece of paper, but like functionally, that was that was all but free. It's still one of their favorite memories. Yes, but I'm, I'm, I mean, I'm just going to say it. Um, we have a, a dear friend and a mentor who's got a lake house with a ski boat and they have a handful of times very generously said, hey, you want to come use our stuff. It's on us. No cost. We just want to bless you and your family. Now, this is not a podcast episode all about, hey, how do we mooch off of our rich friends? Um, Wisdom and discipline and just pure strategy says that sometimes you do less fun things now so you can have more fun later. Your net fun is higher. You get a better life, you know, by exercising or investing, you know, some money and letting it grow. Uh, investment in your future often requires short-term sacrifice or discipline. But but the key here is this. Don't think that way only in terms of money. Think that way in terms of your life and all the categories. This is physical. This is relational. Listen, the 3 a.m. crying kids, that is not fun parenting. I don't care how much you love your kids. They up five times in one night. Um, that's a bad night. You're not having a good time. That's a sacrifice. It'd be a lot easier to like, forget it. I'm never going to do that. Make your partner do it, right? Uh, well, that'll come back to bite you. And 10 years later, you decide now they're old enough and I'm ready to engage and they don't have much of a relationship with you. 
Investment in your future often requires a short-term sacrifice, but it's not just how do I maximize my money. You want to maximize your life. You want to maximize the amount of time that you get to spend doing what you love most. Now, there's multiple ways you can measure this, right? I'm going to riff on the, I've been playing with how, okay, so that if it's not just money, what is it? Well, I would say it's at least four things, maybe five. I mean, I'm still playing with this. So work in progress here. Love your comments or questions or challenges on this. Money's one of them. I mean, you, you can measure some flexibility and some options in your life. And if you have money, that creates ability to do more of what you want. Time is the probably the, the bigger measure, though. So yeah, check your money. That's an easy measure. Look at the number on the paper. Uh, Look on the number on your app, right? Time. Look at your calendar. How much time does it take for you to get? How much free time do you have? How much? You can go back and just do a calendar review. How much time in the last month or six months or 12 months, however you want to do this, how much of that time was spent on things that I loved and felt called to? Now, they may not be easy and fun, parenting, hard work, right? But man, if you feel called to it, if you've stepped up as a parent and said, man, I want to do this, uh, how much time did you get to spend really investing in your kids? Uh, whether that's hard conversations or you know, playing board games, right? So me- measure the money, measure your time. I would say health. If you want to talk about a life where you have the ability to do what you want, we can't uh, skip over this measure of health. Uh, if your body breaks down, it uh, doesn't matter how much money you have. It doesn't matter how much time you have. Uh, the next one I would say is relationships. How rich are the friendships? How rich are the family? I mean, what, what are the relationships like in your life? Most of what we want to do, not only does it require other people to help us do it, but you know what? It's not that fun if you do it all by yourself. I, I get to travel the world. I get to do some really cool things. I've been to amazing places. And every now and then, I'm there by myself. I mean, usually I'm with a client. We're doing some sort of workshop or taking them on a retreat or doing some sort of cool, you know, research project. But but what that sometimes means is none of my close friends or family are there and the clients all go back to their homes. I'm visiting their zone. And there I am watching the sunset from the top of a mountain. I'll run up there. or I mean, one time I was uh, doing an event and it was at a ski resort. And I'm like, wow, I'm not even just during ski season. I love skiing. I'm like, I'm not going to not do this. Heck yeah. I got some of my own gear. I actually did snowboarding this time, rented a board, hopped on the deal, and less than an hour into it, I quit. Now, I'm about to do a ski trip. Actually, next week with my families of the recording of this podcast. Um, I love skiing still. I'm going to spend days doing it. But what I realized is doing it by myself isn't even close to as fun as doing it with my friends, done that a few times, and with my family, done that many times. Relationships, you want to do what you want. Most of it is doing it with people. Sunset all by yourself gets old. I mean, it's nice. It's better than looking at nothing, but man, it almost is lonelier. At least that's my experience. And then here's the fifth category is there might be like... um, this healthy inner life, I would say spiritual maturity, uh, self-health, I mean, like you're who you are, uh, that, that I can tell you how much people don't do what they want or held back, not because of an external issue, but because internally they just can't believe it. They, they have shame or pain. They can't release themselves to it. So there's some layer in here. I'm not sure exactly what you call this fifth category, but, but you could measure. I mean, some of the measures are 
less precise, say, time and money, a little bit easier? How do you measure your relationships? Like, oh, we have a uh, 17.3 on the relationship factor scale. Like, if anyone knows one of those, like, send them to me. Otherwise, these are a lot more um, uh, intuitive gut feels. That doesn't mean that you can't put something down, though, and say, how am I doing? One to 10, how's this relationship? How'd I rate it, right? You get some ballparks. Similar with internal health. External health, you can measure that pretty straight. Like, are my numbers? What, what numbers are on? What numbers are off? I'm a part of a program where I, I have them do blood draws me every 90 days. And we measure like 47 or something different things and track them and check my behavior and my eating and all this stuff that I'm doing to try to, I mean, you know, like, don't, don't just look at your bank account. Be like, I'm wealthy. I'm not wealthy. Listen, if your numbers are low in your accounts, but all other, the other four categories are high, uh, you might be pretty wealthy. And if your your money is high, but you don't have a lot of time, your health has been overlooked and is you know, low, and your relationships are thin, and you haven't put much time into your own internal spiritual health, um, yeah, I mean, I'm sorry. I don't know what the world's telling you, but I'm here to tell you, you're not that wealthy, and maybe you should like make less money. I've actually told this one time to a good buddy of mine, looking at his plan, his life, and he had some serious challenges around the home. Um, health issues in the family and some, and the strain that was causing on the family. Uh, they have a special needs child. Uh, so it's like, if you don't know, let me just tell you, those create massive stresses on the rest of the family. And they're worth it and everybody matters. And we don't, I don't value people by their productivity. Um, but, but I'm also not going to pretend it's not really, really intense. And so he was just saying, we just figured that out and we're going to have to shift our family and this young child of ours is a big deal. And, but my plan is to get on the road and I'm going to double my, my productivity here and I'm going to 50% increase in my income. And we were like, whoa, 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 whoa. I don't care. You actually need to make less money this year than you made last year. Now, the goal was not to make less money, but the, the way we said it, that provocatively is like, yeah, you need to be on the road less. You need to probably do, he built, he was a consultant. He did, you know, a lot of billable hours and you need to build less hours because if you lose your family and you hit your finance goal, um, how are you going to feel about that? Or if you keep like pouring to your family and, and get through this critical revelation moment, like what are we going to do as a family about this? And you miss your revenue goal. Like you tell me, which one makes you a better man? Which one makes you, in my terminology, I didn't use it at the time, but now I'd say, which one makes you more wealthy? Do you really know? So quick measure all five. How you doing? Money, time, health, relationships, spiritual health, inner life. Now, there's a whole discussion on what it takes to get there. This is where I'm playing with the work in progress. Like, what are the things that drive wealth? I mean, so I'm playing with things like clarity, health regimens, owning things that create money for you, uh, developing expertise or skills. Uh, how do you build high trust relationships? I mean, this is a lot of the stuff this podcast is about, is playing with the engines that create this. But I thought I'd pause and say, like, these are, what, what is it that I'm trying to create? It's not just to help you have more money. Now, some of this will result in more money if that's the path you chose. But I, I will say whether money or not, I want you to increase the wealth. I want to increase the amount of your life that you get to spend on what you're called to, what you're passionate about, and what gives you life. How wealthy are you? How would you know? What is your wealth goal? There's some really interesting conversations that come if you adopt this. Have fun. Love to hear how you're playing with wealth as a definition in your life. I hope you enjoyed this episode of Upgrade Engines with Scott Wozniak. 
If you want to hear more of my thoughts on life and leadership, you might want to sign up for my weekly newsletter at www.scottwozniak.com slash upgrade. That's S-C-O-T-T-W-O-Z-N-I-A-K dot com slash upgrade. You'll get a cool quote, a deep thought, and a recommendation for something that I use and love. It's not long and it should be fun. The theme is similar to this podcast, but it's not the same content. And if you're a leader who wants to build a legendary brand, you can check out my company's website to learn how we can help at www.swazconsulting.com. That's S-W-O-Z consulting.com. Change really is possible. Dreams can come true. It may take a while, but you can upgrade anything if you build the right engine.